Holy shit, we're doing it. With my neighbors occasionally screaming downstairs at each other and my refrigerator buzzing, I am so excited to present to you the very first episode of the Millennial Musician Podcast. (laughs) This has been so long in the making of my mind uh, because so many people have talked me out of it on many occasions. Why have they talked me out of it? Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about how much I know about piercings. Follow me on this journey, if you will. I'm going to have a Mr. Miyagi moment. So uh, I've been pierced many times in many places, both geographically and physically. And if there's one thing that I can tell you from my history of being pierced, it's that any piercer you meet is going to talk shit about the piercer that you saw before them. And... (laughs) They swear that the the person must have gotten their license from a zoo, that they should not be piercing anybody because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And uh, and so last night, I happened to be in New York, and I'm on St. Mark's Place, and I find a place that has a five-star review, which any Google, avid Google review reader knows is next to impossible to receive. So I'm like... This hole in the wall, people are giving five stars. I got to go check it out. Now, mind you, the piercings in question uh, for this visit are on my nose. So I started off with septum piercing. I've My left uh, nostril is pierced and it's fully healed and doing great. But then my right nostril, when I was in New Orleans a couple weeks ago, I decided to follow up with... Um, you know, the piercings that I've wanted for a while, which is side by side, double hoop situation. So when you first get pierced, you have to start off with a stud. Now, I, I, I <laughs> uh, people might say I should have known better, but hey, I'm not the piercer. So he figured out the positioning and then he proceeded to put two L-shaped uh, uh, studs into my nose, both sparkly, which I can't fucking stand. Um, they're like a glitter phone case to me. And I definitely have viewpoints on people with glitter phone cases. I'm not even ashamed to admit my judgment there. But <laughs> so they, he put the 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 L-shaped brackets in and I'm a sneezy girl. You know, I got a I got a good old Jewish schnoz on me. And um, yeah, it was fucking uncomfortable uh, ever since I got it. And the reason why is because the the back of the piercing, if you can imagine like the shape of an L, is it's aiming directly at my at my brain. <laughs> so like so anytime I blow my nose and I'm constantly full <laughs> full of boogers. Anytime I'm blowing my nose, the you know, one of the backings would fling out to the front so I'd have to twist it back. So that's caused a lot of unnecessary, I'm sure, bacteria going on with me touching it and um, having to readjust it and just the discomfort overall of having two long bars in your schnoz. Um, so I was dead set on I didn't care how long I was advised on how long these needed to heal. I need to get at least one of them switched out because I'm in so much discomfort. So with that foundation of the story set up for you, I go to this spot. Uh, I believe it's called Bashira's. 
And it's around, again, it's around the corner from St. Mark's if any of you want to go visit. And the guy follows me into the store and he goes, oh my God, what asshole (laughs) gave you these piercings? (laughs) In true piercer fashion. And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, yet another piercer talking shit about about the piercer before. And uh, but here's the thing. He made a very good case. He 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 pled a very good argument. And by the end, I was eating right out of his hand. And I was like, now I see why you have five stars. Uh, This guy took very, very good care of me. And, um, you know, long story short. I'm right now in the midst of deciding, okay, am I going to keep this this back piercing as a stud or am I going to take out the piercing, let it close up and any either way, I'm going to have to get my nose poked again, which kind of sucks cuz <laughs> for I'm I'm not a fan of wasting money and I'm even I'm even less of a fan of being poked um more than necessary. I know this is elective, but you know, I, sometimes badassery is elective and I wanted to choose to have these piercings and now I got them, but they're fucked up. So I got to do it again. Um, so all that being said, why is she telling me about this piercing journey? The reason why I'm telling you about this piercing journey is because I feel like I know so much more now about piercings because I've just fucking gone for it. And that's what I feel artists and you know of course of course everyone can benefit from this but creatives artists and particularly musicians i'm talking to you i was i was told and advised left and right not to start a podcast and the reason why is because i have never ever been able to stay consistent on social media no matter what platform it is i find myself always reaching a point of either burnout or disgust or disdain or resentment or or embarrassment. Um, isolation is my best friend. And so I always tend to cower away, go into my fetal position on the couch, and I just do not show up on social media. Um, so, but here's the thing. Just because I don't show up on social media on a consistent basis, or I'll do it in bursts of energy, does not necessarily mean that that's how I will be with a podcast. Uh, And even if it is, like, to just decide that without me even trying, I don't know, I feel a little egotistical. Even if that's my own voice, it doesn't even have to be egotistical if if it's my own voice. How dare I decide that I am incapable of showing up on a regular basis for a podcast? Clearly, this is an idea I've had for a very, very long time, and I've wanted to go forward with it, but I've let so many other people's uh, opinions of me get in the way. And, um, you know, I was watching Working Girl the other day with Sigourney Weaver and Michelle uh, Griffith and Harrison Ford, one of my favorite movies. And there's this famous line where Sigourney Weaver says, I am, after all, me. And that's the energy I'm going to take into this. I'm going to take this bad ass bitch energy into making this podcast because I want to have the opportunity to help people in a way that feels sustainable to me. And right now, social media is very touch and go. And I really don't give a fuck about, um, you know, somebody thinking that I'm flaky. I'm saying that I'm saying this as a proclamation, by the way, because I totally do give a fuck, but I'm really trying to practice not giving a fuck any longer. 
Um, one of my friends, Emily, the other night, I was on the phone with her and she she put it best. And of course, my my mom brain with zero kids is gonna creep in. What is what was it that she said? Uh it was something along the lines of, you know, not following the rule book that other people are setting forth. Let's go with that. Let's let's make that the quote. Um, but let's quote Emily with that because I, I know that that was what she meant. <laughs> I just can't remember exactly word for word what she said because it was a great three-hour conversation that was much needed. Thank you, Emily. Uh, <laughs> let me get a sip of water here. So um, I'm going to be getting to a whole bunch of <laughs> information in this in this uh, here episode. But first, I wanted to address who am I? Who am I? A great prophet Beanie Man once said, I am Shay Leonia. Let's hold the applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll Ricky Gervais that. Um, I am Shay Leonia. I am an industrial R&B recording artist. We will get into more of what that means later. I am also a professional singer and songwriter and I own my own company called 44th Minute Media, and that company serves to help other independent recording artists to release their music without blowing their budget on shady, desperate third-party companies that promise overnight success. I've had it with these companies that swear that they're going to make you an overnight celebrity, and you get so desperate in your last-minute release strategy that you just decide to blow $300 on 100 plays on Spotify with no way to retain your fans. Um, I'm done. I've had it. So that's what my company is here for. Uh, But it actually didn't always, um, it wasn't always that way with my company. My company started, started at, let me have the English catch up to me. (laughs) English catch up. Come on. Um, Yeah, it started off as a done-for-you services company, and that worked very well for a while, and I am so honored for the clients that I had, uh, with the exception of one who, they know who they are. Um, (laughs) But the clients that I've had have been absolutely some of the most insanely talented clients ever. Um, A lot of them have been New York-based musicians. I'm working with a Philly person right now. Um, they've all just been insane, insanely dope, like super, super honored to have worked with them. Anyway, enough blabbing about that. So I was helping them out with their websites, with their graphic design, with, um, uh, newsletter marketing, with their social media posting, with social media strategy, with, uh, what else can I throw in there? Booking, um, copywriting, just all types of stuff across the map, but not all of that was my ministry and a lot of it was outside of my scope of work. Um, I was also working doing all of these things because I was coming from a place that had a strong lack of value. Like I thought that if I offered more things, no matter how good at them I was, I was all about like, oh, I'll figure out how to do it, which I did for the most part. But Uh, It still doesn't mean I should have been (laughs) doing those things for them, Um, which was my fault. That lands on me. But anyway, um, it was out of a place of of insecurity because I felt, well, if I'm doing all of these things for you, then, then they'll see the value in continuing to work with me. But that got, that, that ran out of steam. That ran its course because I 
knew that at a certain point, and this was last year, that I wanted to be able to teach musicians how to do these things for themselves. Um, especially because you as an artist, you know better than anyone else what feels right on you. I could make suggestions till the cows come home. I don't know. I, as a as a North Jerseyan, I've never, ever used that expression. Forgive me. I just have this recording just running. <laughs> so if some Southern shit gets thrown in there, let's go with it. Why the fuck not? So uh, that's just a little bit about 44th Minute Media and what I do. That being said, I am open for new clients and I would love the chance to work with you. So if this is something that you're interested in or if you're intrigued and, and just want to be a front seat witness to the insanity that is me, um, just feel free to give me a DM on Instagram. I, you got to love how I say that I'm not good at posting on social media and yet I made a third Instagram account. Brilliant, brilliant of me. And that will, you know what? I'm going to make a note right now. You hear the pen click? I will make a note that we need to talk about how many Instagram accounts should I have? Should I have? That sounds like an episode to me and you never know when when gold is going to strike. All right. So why millennial? Why millennial musician? What's the difference? I welcome <laughs> musicians of all uh, generations to enjoy this podcast. Please pull up a seat. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. But there is a uniqueness that is just innate within the millennial experience. And the reason why, and I, I, can, I can almost hear Gen Z rolling their eyes because they just, they might not be, they'll never be able to understand. I mean, boomers, they can understand this part that I'm about to say. We grew up without social media. We grew up knowing what it felt like to be up early as fuck to wait online at Tower Records for the new album to drop, to possibly get the album signed by the artist. Holy shit. If that was happening, it would be blocks and blocks and blocks down the street. Um, we knew what it was like to uh, hear a song on the radio, not know the name of it, and then go into Sam Goody and find an employee to sing a little bit of it to. Now, mind you, this is this is not a guarantee that you're a good singer or that you can even hit a note, but you just have to pray with all of your might that you can sing back this song to your real life Shazam, which is actually an employee at Sam Goody. We grew up understanding that celebrities were nowhere near our reach that in order to become a celebrity, you had to work very, very hard to get the attention of these gatekeepers who were then going to possibly let you be in the same realm as your favorite musician. And then once you get there, you have to do your due diligence to make enough good quality music that you can create a legacy. Now, there were plenty of one-hit wonders, of course, but those one-hit wonders were fucking awesome too. <laughs> so it's a very, very different experience because you have us with that as our foundation, but then the very, the very big reality that now everything is 
quite literally at our fingertips. I'm making a podcast right now next to my refrigerator buzzing in my living room with no makeup on, growing a brand new zit on my face. Uh, and this is much how musicians are able to make music today. If I wanted to to stop this podcast right now and record a song, I have all of the equipment to do that right now in my own home. If I want to put on a show, I can curate my own show. Uh, <laughs> you know, like everything are is just at your fingertips. You are in complete control of it just, just by being alive. Cue the Sondheim, please. Get a sip of water here. We love a host that stays hydrated. So because of that, it puts us in a very precarious position for things like social media. Like I found that <laughs> I wish I could I could give you statistics for this, but I can t- only tell you from my gut how many musicians I am friends with who are not um not in the best place to stay consistent on social media. I'm not alone in that. There are so many musicians that want to just throw their hands up and do away with social media altogether because they're tired of it. Uh, and now my, I do want to say this though, this is not going to be a social media bashing show. I have found the social media platform that works for me. And we will talk about that in a different episode. Um, feel free to DM me or, or leave a comment or a review if you think you know what that platform is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a very unique perspective to have. And I wanted to make sure that I speak on something that I have experienced myself and I am a millennial and this is a podcast and I am a musician and this, therefore it is the millennial musician podcast. <laughs> so, um, I, I really hope you stick around because what's going to be different about this podcast is that while I am going to be giving you practical tips that I, I give my own clients on how to have a better career, a career that feels authentic to you and sustainable, most importantly, um, I'm going to be giving you all of the know-how that I can get my hands on. I'm going to be bringing on a shit ton of guests onto this podcast, and I am in advance, in advance, I want to let you know how grateful I am to know the people that I know because it's taken me years to build this network and I don't even view it as a network as much as I do friendship. They're not my fans. They're my friends. I know that's how I sound right now, but no, for real though, they really are my friends. And so I'm really, really honored to be in a position to have them come on and help not only just educate you, but I'm going to be learning right alongside you for a lot of this as well. There are plenty of things that I don't know. I didn't go to business school for this. Um, I uh, So let me, I'll, I'll stop right there and tell you my certification. So I have a certificate in musical theater from the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, Go AMDA New York. Um, I, I did work at the, uh, the school store and I actually helped create one of the t-shirts in the school store for, um, poking fun at Harry Wolliver's standing series, rest in peace to Harry Wolliver. Um, so yeah, <laughs> very, very proud of that. And then I also have a certificate in music, business, be- music industry essentials, um, music business industry essentials. There we go. Third time's charm. Uh, from NYU Tisch, and uh, that was an exciting program. 
And those are my certifications. The rest of my certifications come from real life experience. And I have plenty of that. So uh, anything else I have to tell you? What to expect from this podcast? Yes, that's what we're talking about right now, right? See, I, I'm telling you this mom brain without even having any, any kids. It's, it's amazing. What you can expect from this podcast is also to learn about my personal life. And the reason why I am going to be adding it in against all advice from anybody else that tells you, oh, the riches are in the niches, the riches are in the niches. Fuck that. I have found that my best success comes from being my whole self. And while I am a musician at my core, art imitates life. And that's why I feel like it's very important to let you know what's going on in my personal life. Of course, I will have boundaries, but I also have the great toxic trait of being an open book. (laughs) So so why not feed off of that (laughs) at every turn? (laughs) Um, Yes. And I'm also Jewish, which will mean that before you uh, listen to this podcast, I hope you've eaten something. Um, (laughs) Well, without, um, yeah, without further ado, I I just, I can't, I can't thank you enough for listening. And um, if this is something that you enjoy, if there's a topic that you really want broken down, feel free to uh, leave me a review, comment, DM. All of it works. All of it. See, the the whole podcast thing is so brand new to me. I don't even, I'm not even brushed up on what I'm supposed to have you do. What is your call to action here? So far, I've heard on many of the podcasts that I listen to that it's good to leave a review. I've heard that that's really important. So do that. Let's go with that one. Yeah. Leave a review and then I'll come up with some type of web page for uh, show notes, I guess, is my next step. Don't you just love, I'm just going over my shopping list on this with you right now of things I have to do to, to prepare for the, for the podcast release. I'm so fucking excited, though. Like, this is, oh, finally doing this. Finally doing this. Um, I can't wait to tell you who my first guest is going to be. I really can't wait. This is going to be exciting. Did I cover everything? Okay, so yeah, last thing, is this podcast for you? Well, you tell me. I hope you can't hear me swallowing my spit right now. Hold on, let me get another sip of water. It's for my ASMR people. Um, So this podcast is for you if everything that I've mentioned about social media hits home about your difficulty to show up on social media, especially as an artist, knowing what to post and what's on brand for you. Um, It's also for you if you want to learn how to create your own version of success. I'm truly, truly hoping that this podcast helps you do that. And finally, this podcast is for you if you're anything like me and you thought that you were going to grow up and marry Jordan Knight, Mrs. Jordan Knight. That's definitely what I thought was going to happen. But, you know, I'll always have the memories and I'll always know that I have the right stuff. So thank you very much for listening and I will see you next time. All right. If you're still here listening, I got some news for you. Uh, You know, late in the middle of the night, it's probably not the best time to 
be all gung-ho and start attacking your dreams uh, checklists. So as you can imagine with this podcast, I had a, a major faux pas. Well, the first part of the faux pas is that I was listening back and I realized that I referred to a Ms. Melanie Griffith as Michelle Griffith. What was I thinking? Don't know. Anyway, so Melanie Griffith, she's from Working Girl. <laughs> uh, and then the other more major faux pas is that I just now realized that I spelled millennial wrong. Oh my God. I, I take spelling and grammar to heart so seriously. So the fact that I spelled in so many different places, the millennial musician podcast, um, I'm just going to go cry now, but I hope you'll still listen as I wipe the tears from my face and push on. We will get through this. Um, I will insert the ends wherever they were supposed to go. I hope God forgives me. And I hope, most importantly, that you forgive me. Please know that even though you can't uh, necessarily see my face right now, I am a dirty blonde. So every now and then, that blonde just creeps up on you. Thank you for listening.